This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Another episode of Nerdificent. I'm your host, Ify Wadi Way. It's hidden across from me, as always, is Danny Fernandez. I'm yeah. back. Oh, yeah. We're, we're both back, but we're also back. I'm back. I've been gone for like three weeks. Yeah, since you've been gone. Um, since you've been gone. I can breathe for the first time. I can breathe. Yeah, you're the only one in LA that can breathe right now. Like everybody is sick. Oh, you're yeah. the only one. Oh well, that's because you know while everyone was out of town getting sick, since I was since I'm an LA native, I was breathing in all these beach waves. Hitting no, the gym, that's not the no, the gym, that's not what's sucking here. In that sucking in that good. <laughs> I honestly think I got sick because our wildfires, when all the smoke settles, mm-hmm. um, then when the rains came, I think it like it had all still been there. So, um, anyways, I know I'm correct because Emma Fife is shaking her head. I am. That- <laughs> Well, because I was here. I did yeah. not go out of town mm-hmm. over Christmas. But mm-hmm. I, I think that, yeah, there's there's a level of that. And there's also a level of all of these people who did get sick while they <laughs> Coming were away, back. Yeah. Came back. And, and that that was. That's Since what... you've been gone. <laughs> um, that is our friend Emma Fife joining <laughs> us. You will recognize her. I think you were on our RPG episode. I was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's pop culture host Emma Fife. We yeah. also have joining us. We have two other guests today. Ooh. We're really bringing it in. Yeah. <laughs> bringing in that new year 2020. Big, big glow up. We yeah. have filmmaker Katrina Dennis. Hey, Hello. how's it going? This is your first time on. My first time on, yeah. and also my first time being introduced as a filmmaker. So that's really yes. Yeah. Welcome to yeah. the party. Thank you. Um, and then we also have producer and host of etonline.com. It's Ash Crossan. Hey, hey also a first doing? timer. Yeah. I know. Hopefully not the last. Yeah. Absolutely not. Mm. I was Ash. I got to be on your show. We talked about how Jafar is a jaddy. He's a jaddy. Yeah. And we talked about the genie, which I ended up thinking that movie slapped really hard. Aladdin. There you go. Well, what's a jaddy? Uh, Jafar daddy. Jafar daddy. daddy. Okay. Yeah. Hot Jafar. Right. Which I did an interview with Mina Masood and he got really mad. 
yeah, when I said that. What? He was, like, really? he, was like, he was like, Aladdin's hot. I was like, dude, Aladdin, Aladdin has always been hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mina. Do you think, do you think he's like threatened by sexy Jafar? <laughs> yeah, probably. He's well, like, he I'm... has to be, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go for it. I was going to say, well, he has to be um, kid-friendly-ish. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he comes across as like right. wholesome. And sure. Jafar is not. He's the villain that you just want to punish you. Totally. Okay. Yeah. That, um, that's villains. what makes a good Disney villain. That's why they have like a whole merchandise line now. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves the sexy yeah, villains. It's just raw I mean, sexual yeah. energy. We I mean, have people issues. even thought Scar was uh, sexy, you know, <laughs> of a whole lion. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Long live the king. He's like, all right, dude, calm down. You're just killing your brother. Well, and then we found out that he had a family. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was getting it on. Yeah. And his son was hot. Yeah, apparently, all the villains are getting it on. Uh, <laughs> What a what a segue! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this is uh, this is exciting. You know, instead of just uh, tackling one huge property on one episode, we're like spreading the love, and I think yeah. we're doing uh, something fun. You know, instead of doing your typical deep dive of like a property that has existed for years, that people have have done many a deep dives on many a things, we're gonna take out parts that are interesting and explore them. So today. We're talking about Star Wars, but we're not talking about a specific movie. We're not talking about a specific episode. We're talking about the Force, which I think Baby is the first, uh, <laughs> first, uh, first thing we want to talk about. Especially uh, if you see all these like Star Wars nerds talking about Mitochondrians online, and you're like, "What are the what 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 are they saying?" <laughs> I mean, is is that canon still? Mitochondria? It is. Yeah, I mean, it's in the prequels, so mm, it's Mitochondrians, baby, let it rain. Every time I see Darth Vader, like when I go back and watch the original trilogy, every time I see him, I'm like, that's Hayden Christensen under there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's him. Yeah. Um, we are talking about the Force. And uh, we wanted to give a brief disclaimer that all of the information in today's episode, this is from Joelle Monique, our amazing researcher, who wants to make sure that that we cover ourselves. Everything uh, in today's episode comes from the Legends leg of Star Wars. When Disney purchased Lucasfilm, many of the novels, comic books, cartoons, and video game storylines transitioned out of canon and into Legends. At any time, the good folks at Disney can bring something out of Legends and into Mm -hmm. the current canon. This creates some awesome headcanon and sometimes confused fan base. Yeah. But it also makes for an incredibly rich history to dig through as fans. Yeah, I think the best uh, the best and simple description is, you know, you have your movies, but through, like I said, this is how many years old, you know, so you had novels, you had, you know, many a games, you've had all these different things that came out. And instead of just being like, none of it, uh, it means anything, I think the smarter move was just that it, they, they describe it as legends. They're, they're mm-hmm. myths and, yeah. you know, myths that can be real or not, depending on who who is writing the movie. <laughs> From a certain point of view. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I did want to say this will contain spoilers from Rise of Skywalker. If you haven't seen it yet, I don't. you probably do not care about this episode, to be honest, <laughs> because anyone that cares about Star Wars stuff has probably seen it by now. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, I, 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 this is going to be a small, um, and I'm going to make it super quick because we have so much to go through, but the, it was the discussion and, and I just everyone trying as curt of a response that you can, but... But uh, the last, uh, I remember 
clearly when The Force Awakens came out because The Force Awakens came out while I was working on At Midnight and every comedian, uh, because they're so original wanted to come on the show uh and spoil uh and spoil that uh han dies every mm-hmm. every comedian every and so the first time someone did it we bleeped it out like mm-hmm. straight up bleeped it out and then eventually someone tried because because we would also be like no <laughs> but, yeah. but like of course people who were like you know regulars on the show had a little more freedom we'll just sneak it in there and we bleeped it and then eventually i think it was like three weeks or or so passed and chris just let it live on the air and mm-hmm. he had so much hate online and it is interesting because then we had a big discussion in the room of like when is the the, the spoiler cut off and i and i was i was i'm more unfair with it because I treat and I hold myself to the same standards. I don't get mad. If I want to see something, then I stay off of social media for yeah. a week. But I say after three weeks, it's fair game. And some people say after it's run in the theaters, which I think is the safest. But I think after three weeks, because if you don't th- it within three weeks want to see it, and look, I get it. People are like, oh man, um, some people can't afford to, to see it. And usually the person who says that excuse is not that person. Like yeah. usually it's the, it's someone who's trying to start an argument. Like I've never once been like, cause I remember this happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone said that and Chris was like, okay, I'll buy your movie ticket right now. Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah. I saw it already. And he was like, what? Then why are you making yeah. that argument? So yeah. my general rule is like, uh, thankfully with a lot of Star Wars films releasing around the holidays, I'm totally for that. Um, the, my general rule is to wait until after the holidays because that's ah. when families have gotten together mm-hmm. and Star Wars first and foremost is a family franchise. Yeah. You True. go see it with your, with your parents, you yeah. know? Um, so that once people are rolling back in from the holidays, I'm like, all right, we're going to talk about this. Yeah. 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 What about you, Ash? Well, this made me really much appreciate what the Russo brothers did that one time when they were like, Hey guys, come Monday. We're talking about spoilers. It's fair game. <laughs> you guys can put it on Twitter. Like until mm. then, just shut your mouths. And like pretty much everyone did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I kind of wish we just yeah. had this like beacon of light every time that was like, "Hey guys, well, like, think... on February thirteenth, we're mm. talking st- like Star Wars spoilers." Yeah. I think it's one of those things like that escape room effect where you just need the one person to make a rule and mm-hmm. everyone will just yeah. obey it. hundred <laughs> percent. Like the Mandalorian, yeah. right? Like people still haven't seen it, like mm-hmm. in yeah. other countries. So it's like, when, when are we talking about? Oh, it was so no. funny. Then people started blasting. I, I had Baby a Yoda. super interesting back and forth with Matt Martin from the story group at Lucasfilm, where mm-hmm. he was like, he posted something. He's like, so is it okay to post? The-? I mean, he works for Lucasfilm and was like, I don't know if I should post this thing because I'm trying to be respectful of the fact that people in the UK haven't seen it. So mm-hmm. even when I would tweet about Baby Yoda, it would always be vague tweets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and But this was like three weeks after the first episode of The Mandalorian had aired. So yeah, it's still, it is like this weird gray territory. Mandalorian's different because it's like you can watch it in your living room. Totally. So, but to me, it's like people who didn't go to work would watch it in the morning and then I would, I just didn't have time. I mean, if I wasn't writing on the show, like I would probably be there too, but then they would start tweeting. But also like if he said I would just stay off of it. Mine for movies is about two weeks. (laughs) I'm like, if it meant anything to you, you would have snuck in there. I don't know. You would have lied. You would have like gotten a... (laughs) 
bought a uh, ticket to go see something smaller and then snuck in. I don't know. You would have trench coat, like three kids in a trench coat. You would have figured it out. <laughs> and anything Star Wars, Marvel, like those huge things, I think I, I give you two weeks. And then if not, like just don't be on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have muted words now. Yeah, mute yeah. them. I mute yeah. the crap out of stuff yeah. all the time and it works. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of the force, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to go around and just see how each person would describe it. Oh, Doesn't it have to be serious. Ooh, like can that. be yeah. can be silly. I'll go first. Okay. Um, the force. How do I think of it? It's like the Holy Spirit. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's like uh, I'm trying to think of what else. In I can always go from like DBZ lore. Um, it's yeah, like this. <sighs> Spirit. I don't want to use force. I need to look up a thesaurus. <laughs> energy. It's an energy. Yeah. 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 yeah, energy, yeah. That's energy, what we energy. use in in the anime world. Um. I guess Ash, how would you describe it? Um. I would describe it as George Lucas probably sitting around and the remote was across the room or whatever, and he was like, "I wish I could just flip <laughs> that to me like Matilda," and then he was like, "I'm gonna do a movie about this." Right. And then psychic that yeah, yeah. or like yeah, yeah. I just yeah. want to levitate stuff for me mm-hmm. and then yeah. it, and then it just got incredibly complex after that yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah I think as a nerd I would describe it as uh space magic and <laughs> as a screenwriter I would describe it as the uh the literal uh the literal metaphor for light and darkness uh mm-hmm. just expectly how it especially how it inter- how the Jedi interact with the Sith and how it's just they are just straight up just plot light mm-hmm. and Sith is plot dark yeah mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've always thought of it, and I'm pretty sure it was said in one of the Star Wars films or uh, cartoons or whatever, as basically the energy that flows between all living things. Oh, I mean, uh-huh. it's it's not it, it's it's not actually that sort of fantastical of a concept when you think of the idea of that, like there is, is that like energy is constantly renewable. Like when something dies, it's not dead. It's just having its energy repurposed. And so that's very much what I think that the force is. And the Jedi are just the people that are able to mm. tap into and utilize this thing that's there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I would say that it is no less or more complicated than exactly what Obi-Wan said uh, in A New Hope. It's an energy that flows through all of us. It binds us together. Um, and what that means is that it drives our paths in different in the movies or in the, <laughs> not ours. I'm sure we've all come together because we're just very lucky. Um, but it, it, it weaves paths together that we need to be woven together. Um, it's not necessarily a power level like some tre- people seem to treat it as. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a thing that exists that like people who. Everyone, in a way, has access to it, but those who know about it and accept its existence are the people who can do Force Monk stuff. I love it. I'm so into witchcraft, and I just realized that they're brujas. There are No, there are actual Force brujas, and Mm -hmm. I would love to talk about them today. To answer what is the Force, based on our research, (laughs) (laughs) uh, it's referred to as the way in ancient times, and the Force can be broken down into four distinct parts. The living Force, the unifying Force, the cosmic Force, and the physical Force. The light side and the dark side of Force deal in moral ethics, and users of the light side are considered compassionate, healing, and merciful, while the dark side deals in absolutes, fear, anger, and revenge. 
Living force deals with the force within living beings. The unifying force deals with space and time. The cosmic force deals with uh, in life and after death. And the physical force deals with anything in the physical realm. The force resides in all living things, but can only be controlled by force-sensitive creatures. The force is measured in being uh, in being by mitochondrial count. So there it is. There's that word, mitochondrial. I have a mit. Oh, so y'all already love it. They already actually. Is if if you've seen Star Wars, which I know you have. Uh, everyone pronounces everything 18 different ways. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So mitochondrions in my book is just as correct that's as like mitochondrions. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question that's dumb, but I don't, you know, I'm in a safe place and have not studied <laughs> these as much as you have. So the Sith, like when I think of the, are some of the people that are considered bad using the good elements of the force? There's... Uh, there have been Sith who have started on the path toward not necessarily the light side, but the balance of the force. Yes, yeah. I will bring up that Space Bruja, Asajj okay. Ventress, as one of those characters mm. who started on an arc like that. And she was still using dark side magic, but she was beginning to open up to light side theories. And so uh, her path changed because of that. So Sith Sith are like, are, are. Uh, servants of the dark side. They're 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 under the oppression of the dark side willingly. Okay. Yeah. Because so. the dark side is has much more attractive qualities. To oh me. yeah. Except it makes you real ugly. It really ruins your it skin. It really yeah. ruins your skin. <laughs> yeah. But I don't have a good skincare routine anyway. Because like <laughs> the light side is all like you you don't you know sleep with anyone. <laughs> it's true. You're just like very merciful. You're very nice. You don't like and like yeah. the dark side. You can just like you know. You can F do stuff up. Yeah, you can yeah, just do yeah. whatever you want. Do whatever and... you want. You can be mad at people and use mm-hmm. the force about like. Yeah, I would much rather be a Sith. Sorry. <laughs> I think that's something that I was aware of as a little kid when I was first watching Star Wars and was introduced to this concept of the light side and the dark side of the force. And I always gravitated more towards the Han Solos and being that sort of character mm-hmm. within yeah. Star Wars because I was so aware of the fact that. Since I was such an emotional child, like I, I was done for. If I were force sensitive, I would have been like Sith day one. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, Palpy, I'll go with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. done. Let's do it. Done. I always thought that was funny when people talk about Kylo Ren like throwing tantrums. I'm like, what would you do if you had all that power? Like, it's so funny. Yeah, it's like the whatever the is it the Yale prison experiment or something. Humans actually turn really quickly mm-hmm. on each other when given absolute power. Uh, so how did we become conscious of the force? Well, we have celestials. Mm-hmm. The force has been passed down from one powerful organization to the next throughout time. It began with celestials. Hope I'm saying that one right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Known as the architects. And they were an ancient civilization who were present long before the dawn of the galactic community, believed to be responsible for a number of large artifacts and anomalous pl- planetary <laughs> formations and species placements throughout the galaxy. What was known about the Celestials came from Xenoarchaeology. This is a lot. Um, <laughs> the Jedi and the Sith alike theorized that the balance between the light and dark sides of the Force were actually under the guidance of the Celestials. When did this come into play? Did they talk about this in other... The Celestials? Yeah, in I mean, in legends, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, the there are, and somebody can fix my brain on this if that has come into play 
in any deep way. I was in trying the new to canon. think that. I was trying to think too if they they'd addressed that in new canon at yeah. all. And I'm just coming up with like vacant statues yeah yeah i think the furthest back that we have right now established in new canon is uh the father the daughter and the son. yes exactly and those are like the closest to the celestials that we have right now okay yeah mm-hmm. but they were not necessarily like the founding yeah they just were ancient oh it manifestations was... of the force mentioned in the 2018 comic lando double or nothing two oh. Oh. um but it's a very very small Okay. Entry. Yes. So, <laughs> quick canon checkup, though. Mm-hmm. So, are the current comics considered canon? Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. Everything that was published after that by is considered canon, along with the Dark Horse, uh, Darth Maul, Son mm-hmm. of Dathomir run. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just the one that they were like, no, we're going to keep that. <laughs> <laughs> like, we know that we like this. We don't need to change <laughs> yeah, that yeah. one at all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, what exactly does the Force do or can do? Well, I mean, a lot of things. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the more recent things that has been explored within Star Wars canon is obviously force healing. That's something that we saw both in Rise of Skywalker and also in The Mandalorian, which it was really interesting because, you know, in I think it was episode two of The Mandalorian, we see baby Yoda like E.T. hand like Uh trying to reach out to The Mandalorian when he's injured himself. And in my mind, I went, oh, he's trying to heal him, of course, because Mm -hmm. Uh to me, it made sense that the force is something that could heal, even though we hadn't necessarily super addressed that until then. Um, And then obviously we saw it in Rise of Skywalker and the way that it played out, because I saw Rise of Skywalker at a screening on Tuesday before it came out. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... Obviously, in that Ray heals the sort of snake monster and then, you know, sort of equal exchange because she explains that the way she's doing it is by basically transferring some of her life energy. Because, again, oh. this goes back to my whole theory about the force that it's just it's the energy that flows between everything. And mm-hmm. so you sort of have this equal exchange at the end when Ben Solo puts all of his life energy into her dead body so that she's able to come back to life. And then, oops, he dies. Uh, but it, it played out really well because then in the episode of The Mandalorian that aired that week, we did actually see Baby Yoda force heal somebody. Right. So. Which is why he passes out. After. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So is Poor he the baby. only one that ha- that we've seen that has done that? Or have in the history of like what we've seen in media, have any of the other I passed out like or gotten tired we, from... In the sorry to jump in, no, do more it. Mortis stuff. Yeah, um, in the Clone Wars, in the Clone Wars, uh, the daughter Ashla, who is one of those like very uh, force bound <laughs> beings, um, Ahsoka basically dies. Ahsoka, Anakin, Skywalker's Padawan dies in this in this arc, and uh, the daughter gives her life, her life energy, her life force to Ahsoka so she can live. Yeah. And the daughter passes on and becomes a, like a a being of the force that is actually a very cute little owl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I know I was going to say another thing that I know is force ghosts. Oh, yes. Yeah. Ash, do you want to explain what <laughs> those are? Because um, only some people can do that. Yeah. Only like uh, the light side can do that because yes. if mm-hmm. you are on the dark side, you like the, make a deal to like live longer. Live longer. Long. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You kind of just keep it's living. It's kind of like a vampire thing <laughs> where like if you become a vampire, you're going to live forever in theory unless you're killed yeah um it's but like becoming an angel but uh yeah but then uh if you die that's it done mm-hmm. so so mm-hmm. was han what was he okay oh. i took that as 
Leia projected yes. vibrating. Oh, and I yeah. feel like behind the scenes, that was maybe supposed to be a scene between her and mm-hmm. Ben. Mm-hmm. Oh. But with Carrie's passing, I feel like they were like, okay, let's do it oh, with They got yeah. Harrison to come out of his, his house for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but not to cut his hair. No, not to cut his hair. He's oh like, gosh. I'm just going to show up and do this they for two hours. They took the earring out. And they- <laughs> it, it was kind of weird to me that like he had no problem like stabbing his dad and then was like, Oh, wait, you're right, Dad. <laughs> wow. I'm so glad that I have y'all to give me the behind the scenes. Yeah. Going back to Force Ghost real quick. So the yeah. whole theory behind that, since you did really want to know, um, the lightsiders can do that, but it's knowledge that has to be strongly passed on. Yoda didn't know how to do it, but Qui-Gon did because Qui-Gon didn't really believe entirely in the light side, but yeah. rather the balance. And he just smoked a lot of weed. Am I allowed to say that here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and he uh, he just learned how to be a force ghost. And so uh, before Yoda passed, he taught him and Yoda taught Obi-Wan. And um, and sometimes the force will will someone into projection, which oh, is my uh-huh. theory behind why Anakin is there at the end of Return of the Jedi, is that the force decided he needed to be there. And so that's that's another force ghost like, theory. Oh, wait, I was I was dead. <laughs> I was dead. I'm like back. I'm still burning over there, you guys. Ouch, uh, Awkward. And, and yeah. suddenly now I'm Hayden Christensen again. <laughs> oh, I, I love that this check. I love that he's involved. Well, we're gonna hop into more of the force, but first we have some messages for y'all, and one of them is about Express VPN. Ify, I know that you and I love anime. Oh, yeah. I love it so much. I mean, like, I love Crunchyroll. I love all that. But, like, I mean, there's so much anime out there. And, you know, they hiding it from us. Like, Netflix <laughs> gives us some. But Japanese Netflix got some stuff that we can't get. Yes. And you can use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix. Yeah. And be spirited away. But it's not it's so, you are exactly right. Like there are so many titles that we can't get here in the States, but it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube. You can actually watch Doctor Who on the UK Netflix. Yeah, use because Express they took VPN. it away from us on the yeah. US one. All you have to do is use the app and then just change your location to UK and you can watch all of their stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, ExpressVPN basically hides your actual IP address and lets you control where sites think that you're located. <laughs> they don't got to know. Yeah, yeah. So nope. you can be from any of the countries. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you can, and I mean, all the resources online are like, here's what each and every Netflix has. So the world's your oyster. So if you visit our special link right now, it's expressvpn.com slash nerd. You can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Yes, yes. Support the show. Watch what you want and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash nerd. And now we are back talking about the force. The force. We have Ash, Emma, and Katrina. So we were still talking about what the force does. So it looks here, heal. Turn into a ghost, shoot lightning, oh, force lightning, woo, bond, push, speed, connect, cloak. What's cloak? Like just like you know, hide themselves. Yeah, like invisibility yeah. cloak. Like Harry Potter. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure if it means. Ex- does it mean that? I don't know. Do it, it means it that mean, exactly. Does it mean hiding their force signature? It, yeah, it means. Yeah, it's more like okay in Dragon Ball Z when you learn to like. Hide your power uh-huh. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that. <laughs> okay, see into the future and scream across the universe for help. Um, but they also can 
What they can also like wave wave their hand and people don't want. Mind oh yeah, Jedi mind yeah. trick. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gotten out of hand lately. I gotta say. <laughs> you think it's like an op? Like it's too powerful, it's, right? Yeah, because it just started out with like lifting rocks, mm-hmm. and now it's like you can hand each other stuff, you can Skype each other. <laughs> You can like make out a little bit, like you can do whatever. Yeah, it's just like it's like X Men, just like pick a trade. Like, yep. With Kylo and uh, Ray, you can like be in that person's. They visit, like they in- dated through <laughs> through the force. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They literally dated. Like, love it. It was like phone they only sex. Came, yeah, they only came face to face like one or two times. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that is, is invasive. They met and online. Yeah. <laughs> They're going into each other's memories. It was like, oh, what are you doing here? Yeah. I see you across that room, but it, it's, it's not the original on a different planet. The yeah. original dating app. Just, just side note. Please don't approach people like that, people. <laughs> don't show up in my room. Okay, but yeah. but like, if like I was Edward. in your dreams, if you were in a dream and you look in the corner and your boy is like no, <laughs> oh, no that's you see you see my room so it's Did not I, even your room so you know that it. it's magic in dbz um it's teleport instant transmission yeah. instant transmission mm-hmm. um okay so let's talk about force lightning so force lightning oh yeah uh previously seen only in sith characters but force lightning first appeared in 1983 in return of the jedi Mm -hmm. i mean it's basically like bad guys can force lightning and you're like cool but then more recently they're like oh wait no a lot of people can like ray can do it too and it's in all these colors i don't really know why (laughs) they're like they're like yo this is cool we shouldn't just let the bad guys have it yeah Yeah. it looks like it occurred in at least four colors blue green yellow and red Mm -hmm. why i can't i could not tell you why i don't know slowly making a collection there's like at least with the sabers there's like crystals involved yes the lightning is just like whatever your nail color is i guess (laughs) and then uh the standard color was bluish purple as demonstrated by palpatine Dooku, am I saying that right? Yeah, Count yeah. Dooku. Count Dooku, Snoke, and Rey, mm. yep. which we also saw. So I guess if you're a dark side force user or, or related to or one, related to one oh, you God. can use force lightning. <laughs> um, okay, so we were talking about healing. So given that one of the main tenets of... I almost said Judaism of Jediism <laughs> is healing one. But I feel like some of this Similar. is based off of that. Yeah. yeah. You have like a savior. Oh, no, that's not Judaism. Um, You're thinking <laughs> of Christianity, I know. I'm so, I'm, I meant the Just first like half JC. of the Bible. I meant the first half of the Bible, not the second half. Our um, Yoda is an awesome Yoda. He <laughs> What's weird about force healing is they talk about how when you force heal someone, you like insert some of your life uh-huh. into and them. Yeah. So is some of Ray's uh, living in this weird cave snake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just is. She's like connected to it. She can, like I close her eyes up. and do like an aria and be in the cave snake's body. <laughs> well, I almost wonder if you could control them. Then, if you okay, so she healed Kylo, but I feel like if you have part of your part of you, your nests in them now, I feel like you would be able to kind of control, like the snake. I feel she would. And Kylo. There, the, one of the, another force ability that, that I totally forgot was actually uh, creature control, and not necessarily like control, but connection. We see this in oh, yeah, Star Wars and Star Rebels, Wars with, Rebels with Ezra, Ezra and Kanan, yeah. um, with the wolves and the Lothcats. Um, it's about connecting to that creature and like basic. It's it's like approaching a stray cat and, and and convincing it to be your friend instead of attack you and give you rabies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically what the power is. 
Given that one of the main tenets of Jediism is healing, one would would one would believe force healing to be part of the light side, but it was the dark side who cracked it first, mm-hmm. but not without consequences. The most benign, to the user at least, of these side effects was the healing being temporary or, and requiring renewed applications or constant uh, concentration to remain active, which does seem to be... Your, that's like you a, to renew your membership. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or that, that reminds me of like the Skeksis in Dark Crystal and how... like. They they consume the essence of Delfling and they become young, but like it only lasts for a little while and yeah. they have to keep doing it. Or like yeah. in Stardust, how you have to like constantly keep getting the hearts of stars. Yeah, well, that's what's so funny is that, you know, we're in this like galaxy far, far away mm-hmm. with all this technology and all the technology seem to only be able to put you in droids and leave you in constant yeah. pain. Well, it's interesting because I, I think that sort of, you know, the, the dark side concept behind force healing has more to do with self-preservation mm-hmm. and less to do with selflessly giving yeah. healing to others yeah so it like in the prequels when yeah. anakin's freaking out about uh padme potentially mm-hmm. dying and uh palpatine kind of wins him over by telling him the tragedy of darth plagueis the wise <laughs> and how he could stop people from dying mm-hmm. via force healing yeah mm-hmm. there's a really big theory especially now after the rise of skywalker and what we saw ray ray and kylo uh provide for each other that um when padme was dying in childbirth um palpatine was siphoning her life energy and putting it into vader so that he could live and, oh. Yeah, so that's it's like something that was running really lightly before that because of the prequels, but like after this, like it is ramped up on communities, and like that that could prove like another point of like dark side healing is that you take someone's life energy and mm, put it yeah. into yourself or someone else. That's interesting because oh, yeah. I've never fully accepted like she's just lost the will to live. Oh, like that's yeah. not the Padme way. Yeah. That is not the My Padme girl, who like listen, climbed up a pillar and yeah. jumped on. Her. This is not yeah. someone who's gonna die of sadness. Okay, <laughs> no, that's she's two kids. Out. That's a K drama conceit. People don't die of sadness. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> Not in Star Wars, not in life. I refuse to accept that. So Sith Lord Darth Sion, who's the Lord of Pain. I wonder if that was like self named. You pick your time. (laughs) Uh, Sion could focus on his own pain and agony, using it to fuel the dark side and recover from grievous wounds almost instantly. Mm -hmm. Sion's capability with this technique appeared almost perfect, but over time his injuries accumulated to such a a degree that he was in constant agony. Mm -hmm. So this, however, he welcomed as it fueled his power. To accomplish this task, he channeled the force constantly to literally hold his shattered body together. That's really fascinating. That's like how Darth Maul stayed alive. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he was literally so angry he couldn't die. Like that was saying, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) like he sat in a hole and built himself some spider legs. Yeah. And just like pulled trash together. I'm too bitter to leave. (laughs) (laughs) I'm too bitter. Um, Okay. So force speed. Force speed allows users to increase their muscle speed and slow down their uh, perception of the world. The increased speed of the force users enabled them to see the world and entities around them in slow motion, allowing them to dodge attacks easily and quickly attack with greater accuracy. I feel like this could have just been like, this is a passive ability all Jedis could do. We didn't yeah. have to add force <laughs> speed. It's like yeah. Quicksilver, basically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Luke does a little 
bit of that in The Last Jedi when he's force projecting to Kylo and he oh, does yeah. all those like Matrix dodges yeah. that like a six year old. I mean, this not. is an ability that you can utilize and I do a lot in Jedi Fallen Order, by the <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's one oh, of yeah. my faves. It's it's uh, that and like uh the force slow, where it's like you wait mm-hmm. right there and I'll cut you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's I do the, it all the time. The only way I was able to beat the ninth sister. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. The, yeah. Those. The, I mean, <gasps> Fallen Order sidebar. The whole like um, guild of the Sith who just hunt Jedi's was so cool in their design. Yeah. I love and, you, Trilla. Ugh. Does anyone want to talk about when the Force scream happened? <laughs> oh sure. Well, so basically, it's just like if you have the Force and you're in like turmoil or need help, you can basically just like if like. A force user, another force user will hear you, will hear your scream. So it's like when Luke uh, falls in, in Empire Strikes Back and he's like hanging on the end of his and he's like, I'm going to die. And then he's like, Leia. that's kind of what it is. That sounds like a, a, a more, force whisper. Um, Yeah, that was more of a whisper. <laughs> I feel like a better example is when uh, Alderaan blew up and mm-hmm. um, Obi-Wan was just like, I heard a million screams or whatever that quote actually is. But yeah. Yeah. The other one would be Yoda sensing the death of hundreds of Jedi. Yeah, Order when Palpatine. 66. Uh-huh. Yeah. Our parallel to it's that. It's basically like something's up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our parallel to that in Rise of Skywalker is when Rey dies and Finn stops and he knows that she's dead. Like the, And then also in The Last Jedi when Leia and Rey sense Luke's mm-hmm. passing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Finn is force sensitive. Yes, he is. And then there's force bond, which clearly Kylo and Ray have. Um, Force Skyping, force dating. Yeah. Who else would you? I mean, obviously different levels of force bonds because we had that immediate or first uh, example in Empire with Luke and Leia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where he connected with her again with Kylo and Ray. Finn and Ray having a connection to each other where they can sense each other. So it's definitely like something where if you're close to someone, Ahsoka and Anakin had that. Anakin yes. could feel when Padme was in trouble through the Force um, and was not necessarily bonded to her. So it's those. It's again, it's something because the Force connects people. Your strength with that bond, or your strength through your grandfather manipulating that bond, so that you could Force call a guy. <laughs> um, it, 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 it's all dependent on that. You got to explain to us these uh, Force Brujas. What's one? Oh, yeah. The Night Sisters. The Night Sisters. The best ones ever. I love them. Um, So uh, during the Clone Wars and all a very, very long for a very long time before that, there were um, uh, different clans of basic. Basically, they were Force witches on Dathomir. Um, You see this in Clone Wars. You see it in Fallen Order with our beautiful lesbian baby, Marin. Um, you and see the beginnings of it, the beginnings uh, of it. in mm-hmm. Ewoks uh, Battle for Endor. <laughs> <laughs> of course, oh, yeah, you know every, the one everyone and, made sure to see. So they're they're they are a, a coven of witches, or several covens of witches on this planet, um, and they can manipulate the dark side of the Force without becoming slaves to the dark side yeah. of the Force. They have like a weird connection with it, where they generate this like green mist magic. And they can use it to fight people. Um, some of them can raise it from the dead. And they have this, like, really deep culture. And all of it went to shambles in the Clone Wars because uh, Ventress left Dooku and Dooku got mad. Or no, Dooku threw away Ventress and yeah. then Ventress lived. 
And he got mad about that. And he sent General Grievous out and General Grievous and his droids killed every single Night Sister, save for like three. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah. But yeah. But no, the Night Sisters are an interesting case because, yes. you know, as you were saying in Katrina, they're they are using the dark side of the force, mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily like evil. They just are kind of them. It doesn't yeah. mean they do good stuff. They yeah. certainly act in their own self-interest, mm-hmm. but they're not like trying to conquer the galaxy and make everybody live life the way that they are. They're they're pretty happy just like living their Sith witch life. They like kind of keep to themselves. Yeah. They like, have never done anything wrong, really. Sort of okay. They've done some wrong things, yeah. <laughs> but but for the most part, they didn't deserve that. Um, but yeah, I think it's really interesting because they have like an entire culture and a religion that's built very differently and very much like uh, different types of uh, witches um, and the way that they relate to like their beliefs and religions. So it's a different way from the Jedi and the Sith to look at the force. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. I know we were talking about that. There's not necessarily like my mind goes back to anime power levels, but um, who is the strongest force user? Is that Palpatine yeah, it depends on when you're asking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it depends on when you're asking. Yeah, I feel like as of today, it has to be him, right? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's before nothing. he got killed, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> even put Yoda up near the top, like uh, in no. comparison to what Palpatine was able to do. Yeah, like, because he, again, when you're talking people that are aligning themselves with the dark side of the force, mm-hmm. it's that whole thing of only Sith deal in absolutes. But if you're dealing in absolutes, then, well, you have the potential to just be extremely powerful because uh, you have this unbridled approach to, well, mm-hmm. I'm just going to use it however I want and I'm not going to fear any of it. Or if I am afraid, I'm just going to embrace that fear and I'm going to go there. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the Jedi, there's always the, well, I can't do that because yeah. that's like against art. Or like the Sith do not have principles. Right. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately, unprincipled people tend to be or, or are capable of becoming extremely powerful. Yeah. Well, we are going to hop more into the force. But first, we have another message for y'all. And this Remote one. Friendly. Your friendly neighborhood Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time. And Casper actually has over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars across Casper, Amazon and Google. It is the Internet's favorite mattress. I know I feel like everybody that we know has Casper. Oh, yeah. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Because, you know, sometimes you got too much bounce. Sometimes you got Iffy. too much sink. Okay, so it, they also offer three types of mattresses. There's the Wave, there's the Essential, and there's the Hybrid. So the Wave features a patent-pending premium support system to mirror the natural shape of your body. I like that. The Essential has a streamlined design at a price that won't keep you up at night. And the hybrid combines the pressure relief of the award-winning foam with a durable yet gentle springs. Yeah, but Casper also offers a wide array of other products like pillows and sheets to ensure an overall better sleep experience. So, you know, if, you, if you're like, I got the mattress, but I don't know what else I should get. Casper's like, I got you. We got sheets. We yeah. got pillows. And dog beds. Ooh. Mm-hmm. See, so if you if you're Danny, uh, I'm sure Danny will have one for Molly before the Listen, end of my this child recording. is twelve and I just want to make she's older than me, so technically respect your elders. <laughs> so yeah, so if you do buy anything, you can 
make sure that you love it with Casper's 100 night risk free sleep on it trial. So you have 100 nights to test out that bed so that you know you love it. And if you don't, guess what? You can send it back. But you will love it. So you can get 100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash nerd and using N-E-R-D at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, that's casper.com forward slash nerd. And we're back. We're still talking about the force. So in the 2004 documentary Empire mm. of Dreams, did anyone see that? Yeah, it's on it's Disney Plus good. now. It's yeah. really good. Ooh, yeah. I know what I'm doing. Uh, George Lucas said, I wanted it to be a traditional moral story to have some sort of palpable precepts in it that children could understand. He said that in a New York, a New Yorker interview, there is always a lesson to be learned. Traditionally, we get them from church, the family, art, and in the modern world, we get them from media, from movies. Yeah, Flash Gordon was a huge influence to him, and uh, also Joseph Campbell's "The Hero with a Thousand Faces." He wanted to re- he wanted to recreate a classic genre. You know, Joseph Campbell looked at the links that connected myths from cultures across the globe, and Campbell uh, Campbell called Lucas his best student. While writing the original Star Wars, Lucas would frequently call on Campbell to help guide him. It's like, yeah. yo, help me out. Tell me about these mitochondrions. Well, I mean, it's super in line, I think, with everything, too, that's happening in Star Wars now. I, I mean, Ash was literally on stage with him when Werner Herzog was like, you're creating new mythologies, um, which is which I mean, that's that's what Star Wars is like. So much of it is very rooted in in this mythological idea of magical energies and trying to explain why things happen the way that they do. Um, And yeah. And I think too, again, like George Lucas, when he made star Wars was not reinventing the wheel. He was taking these broad concepts and these story tropes that already existed that we'd seen executed quite a lot and just putting them into a new setting. And I think that's a lot of why Star Wars was as successful as it was and continues to endure the way that it does. Oh, yeah. I believe that a lot of the best artists borrow, you know, and and recreate in their own you know, ways, which is why that, you know, you, you take something and almost challenge it or turn it on its head to kind of create something new. Mm-hmm. Were you getting ready to say something? I was. You did a, well, no. you did a huge, like, I'd like an yeah. open mouth thing where I was <laughs> like, I have something to say. Like, felt... this is, yeah, this is what women do in all panels. We're like, me next. Please <laughs> let me talk. Yeah, so, yeah, me as a man, I was like, I'm just going to talk when I feel like <laughs> No, no, you're I got excellent. an idea. No, no. It's just a habit now. Um, no, I was just going to say, like, it's kind of like when you think about like the Bible, like the first chapters or the first like words are just like, let there be light. And he was like, yep, that's what the force is. <laughs> and then cut to however many pages later, it's the most complicated thing ever. <laughs> and you're like, well, what do they mean by that? Well, and- I mean, that's the fun about it too, is like one thing that, I mean, we're on like 70 plus episodes of Nerdificent. Mm-hmm. And one thing I think me and Danny have learned from a lot of nerd properties that are huge is that it usually starts from a very small, very simple idea. And then the more you kind of add on that foundation, the more it starts getting a little shaky because Mm -hmm. it comes from this Uh simple idea like, Oh, we just want to sell toys or, Oh, we, here's, here's a simple story that I want to tell. And they're Mm -hmm. like, but what if we added 
50 more parts to it and then you're kind <laughs> yeah. of like building on a story that was meant to end and then you have the added bonus of people contributing to it sure. I think that's something we see in comics which you know uh, I think a lot of people uh, may not know but like a lot of comic book canon is fairly new it used to be whoever wrote the comic mm-hmm. it was whatever, mm-hmm. it was they, whatever wanted. they wanted and yeah. now as we move into the new era it's like oh no hold on we all have to have meetings yeah with- why can't we keep it straight anymore like yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean star wars is a little bit that way too because you talk about any of the the sort of uh bonus works that mm-hmm. came out prior to the disney acquisition mm-hmm. a lot of it now is considered to not be canon and even within the legend stuff like it's it's not consistent across the board like oh, there's no. there's super contradictory information <laughs> yeah. in the different books because again the authors by and large were creating whatever Star Wars they wanted. Yeah. Um, and so, it, yeah, it's, it's similar to comic books in that regard. I know it's very interesting because I know just I can see why it's so, you know, popular yeah because the universe pleases everyone Mm -hmm. the universe pleases the you know people who spend the money and make the money because it's money Mm -hmm. you just keep making money you keep adding to this ip the creatives you get more time to tell your stories you get more breathing room you get to collaborate with a lot of people and the fans you get more content so it's that one weird thing where like universe building is something that it rarely uh, that that is one of the rare things that pleases everyone, which is why there was such a I think right at the height of the re, uh, re new trilogy of Star Wars and you know Marvel kind of leading towards Infinity War. You had people trying to force universes. Uh, shout out to um, what was it the the. The one that the mummy was supposed to be a part of. Oh, the, the dark, dark universe. universe. The dark yeah. universe. Uh, yeah. Let's do an episode on that. Yeah, uh, they, they really try. And it's funny because it's like, it's kind of like the thing of like, even if you're planning a universe, you can't like no. come out, like you can't come out with it. Like even mm-hmm. like, for sure, I'm sure, you know, Feige was planning all the Marvel stuff since Iron Man. Sure. But he just made Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But when you come out where it's like, this mummy is going to be a part of the big thing, You, I think you start yeah. to make incomplete well, things because you're making puzzle pieces. Yeah, because I mean, that's how Star Wars started. I yeah. mean, Star Wars 1977 is George Lucas's Flash Gordon fan fiction. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. Um, with, a, with a new coat of paint on it that was really nice and mm-hmm. stuck. And so then they made subsequent films. And I mean, he talks in that documentary about how he did have more story that he wanted to tell. But when they made that first Star Wars film, they were not necessarily planning on making anything yeah. else. It yeah. wasn't called episode four. No, that, no, that. exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, it and, and like the episode four thing at the beginning is it's almost a joke of like, hey, this is a serial, mm-hmm. like a Flash Gordon serial. <laughs> that, that's exactly what it was supposed to be. Yeah. But because it evolved organically and you did start out again with that very simple concept that sort of let there be light and then all of a sudden you're stacking more and more stuff on top of it now you have all of these other concepts all of the this fictional history this mythology and stuff like the force for fans to discuss and theorize about and that's why these things work yeah 
Definitely. And uh, that's also why you can have something as simple as a description of the reason people can choke, push and pull, <laughs> yep. turn into lightning and life saving uh, events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I think uh, I think the last question I think we can ask uh, everyone around the table is if what is something you know, maybe a final word you have about the force or something you think everyone should know about the force or maybe one of your favorite force moments. It's mm. mm. a loaded question. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm giving you a lot to, you know, I like to give I you know, a lot of meat so to, much I think the force first, to the, dig into. The first thing about the force that comes to mind is something that Ahsoka said uh, in Rebels where she was like, the more I learned about the force, like she had been a Jedi. She was going toward yeah. this middle path. She was like, the more I learned about the force, the more I know that I am never like, she's never going to stop learning. Or you don't know anything about the force, no matter how much, you know. Yeah. Um, and that just sounds like a really good, like building point. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. it's also very true. By and large, I think that the way Star Wars Rebels deals with the force is extremely oh, interesting. And it added so many fascinating layers to it Mm -hmm. Uh, i would be remiss to not mention the one time that's because i did a pod i did an episode of force center uh ken napsock and joseph scrimshaw and at the time um uh jennifer landa was still on the show with them and she still pops up occasionally where we talked about time travel in star wars and Mm -hmm. how we did not want to see it at all but then star wars rebels introduced us to the world between worlds and i went if you're gonna do time travel that's the way you're gonna do it where effectively ezra's able to go into this sort of uh, void in the midst of time and space uh, (laughs) via the powers of the Force uh, and effectively rescues Ahsoka Tano, who I think is one of the most interesting Force-using characters Mm -hmm. because after she leaves the Jedi Order, she's not... Like, she doesn't identify as a Jedi anymore. Mm -hmm. And she's, she's like the one character who I feel like was truly trying to find that middle ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and in Rebels, we have a character that is that middle ground, the Bendu, uh, who's sort of this big yak monster. Voice yeah. by Tom Voice Baker. Voice by Tom Baker. It's good, guys. <laughs> Star- if you are like, Star Wars is weird. Watch Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. It's really weird. Rebels is so good. They do it so, so well. Um, and uh, and yeah, so, so to me, that was such an exciting moment of introducing like, oh, here's, here's like where... The, the it's so in line with my own concept of the force that it is just this energy that that is uh, ever renewing. It can never be destroyed. It is constantly flowing between all beings. It is always renewed when when somebody dies, they become part of the force. I mean, Yoda literally says that. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, that to me, that episode is just like this. This is everything that I, I like about the force. And I could talk about this for three hours. Wow. <laughs> Wow, I can't go after that. (laughs) No, I just, I think I like to, like, when I'm on something like this, it's just to, like, break everything down in as layman's terms as I can for people. And, like, for me, it's just, like, the force is just something that everybody has inside them. Mm -hmm. And if you can manifest that power, then you can use it in all these awesome ways. And everybody has it, which is why Finn is discovering that he has it. Yes. Yes. Like, everybody has it in them. I stand very strongly by the every, that any... Every being mm-hmm. has the force and any sentient being has the ability to tap into it. We yeah. have seen uh, Sabine, a Mandalorian, yeah. again in Rebels. Um, she was training with Kanan, who is a Jedi, and one of their uh, their their colleagues, their compatriots, uh, Hera, 
comes up and asks because they are training with the dark saber against the lightsaber um, if Kanan thinks she has the force. And he says all she has to do is accept it. Yeah. And sh- it's hers. You know, like, oh, could you imagine? <laughs> Dang. I'd be like, all I have being? to do is. <laughs> oh, yeah. All I have to do is believe it. And then I can there. just levitate my keys to myself. Sign me up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in the force. I will go to Force Church every mm-hmm. Sunday. Yep. We wanted to give special thanks to Fandom and Terry Mattingly, who helped with a lot of our notes and fact checking on the force. Big shouts out. Mm-hmm. I would say Tiny. my favorite use is anytime someone does the Jedi mind trick. I love it. It never gets old. It's pretty it fun. It never gets old in every... In every movie, I love it. Um, yes, where can everyone catch y'all? Uh, I am all over the internet, wherever Emma Fife's are sold, at my name, Emma Fife. Uh, I also have a website, emmafife.com, which I put together myself and I'm pretty proud of. I need to update it, hey. and I will. Uh, yeah, and just, you know, follow me on social media, because I'm in a weird transitional period of my life. So I'm sure I, I have some stuff coming down the pipeline, but it's uh, it's not out yet. So I'll share it when it is. Cool. Hey, I'm so excited. Uh, I You can also find me in a very branded way if you look for O-H-C-A-T-R-I-N-A, Katrina. Pretty much anywhere, including my website. Um, please go check out Looking for Leia on Sci-Fi. I am the assistant producer of this wonderful little series, and the more you watch it, the more we can make. Um, and then uh, also check out my podcast, Ito Banta Tambien, uh, a Latinx perspective on Star Wars stuff that I host with my wonderful host, uh, or my wonderful co-host, Kayla. And uh, and also check out SWRepMatters.com to talk about how representation matters in Star Wars. Yay. Yay. I'm bad at the internet for someone who's on the internet. So you can just find me on Twitter.com at Ash Carlson and all my work's on etonline.com, but I usually pin it, pin it on Twitter. So <laughs> I am at Ms. Danny Fernandez on all the things. Um, definitely check out our T Public site, y'all. If we, we've been adding, I think we have Star Wars, we have Star Wars shirts in there. And also ones of Iffy and I's face, if you're into that too. <laughs> um, it's tpublic.com slash nerdificent. Yeah. Check it out. And the Discord is discord.gg slash salt squad, where we keep the discussion alive. And we're talking about, we're getting crazy in there. We're talking about fitness right now. Everyone's talking, uh, you know, that's where you can stay up to date on streams. Uh, you know, that's where people have spoiler chats on uh, everything. So uh, pull up. Uh, and keep the conversation alive. I wanted to say I didn't mean to, I kind of dropped off, but for people that know me, I was like really open. I was in IOP for like 60 days, um, which is great. It's uh, intensive therapy and was needed. And uh, anyways, I didn't mean to fully drop off. No, no, it's all good. But I will pop back in there. Yeah, no, just uh, whenever you you have free time, you're busy. I... Uh, have it open to distract me when I'm supposed to be writing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Like we always say, stay nerdy. Stay nerdy. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.